looking at the five Ds of the flirt, the five dimensions of the flirt, if they are only flirting you with you in the physical dimension, well, the flirt is five dimensional. So it's like at that point, they're not actually looking to make that deeper connection. And so just having that awareness around how someone is flirting with you is going to be really helpful to see what parts of the flirt are not there. You deserve all five Ds. Welcome back to Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach and I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when we embrace flirtatious vibes. Flirting is just as fun, if not more fun than dating sometimes. And I can't wait for you to hear this conversation I had with Benjamin Cameras, who you may also know as the flirt coach. If you aren't familiar with Benjamin, He is a flirt and dating coach sharing his love of flirting with the world. He's a lifelong introvert and socially anxious party goer who now helps daters flirt with more confidence. Benjamin says the flirt is all about connection and he loves helping his community known as the flirties date from a place of more focus, empowerment, and fun. I fully get behind Benjamin's mission and he was a delight to chat with. In today's episode, you'll hear all about what's going on beneath flirting like connection, energy, and cues. We get into the four different styles of flirting, the five dimensions of the flirt, where to even start, and tips for flirting in real life, in the workplace, and with friends you might be interested in romantically. At the end, we answer a listener question from a woman in her 60s dealing with a guy who is breadcrumbing her. It's a great conversation. It's packed with info. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, I highly recommend grabbing my date tracker. Listen, during my dating intentionally journey, I couldn't have figured out my patterns without tracking my dates and taking notes. I use my notes app on my phone to record how I felt about each date and why things didn't go further. This practice helped me dial in on what I liked, what I didn't like, what helped keep connections going and what didn't. I made a free template for you for tracking dates, which you can grab in my bio link on Instagram at dating.intentionally. It comes with nine post-date reflection questions as well. And I know it's going to help you get more out of your dating experience, even when things seem bleak. Once again, you can grab your free date tracking template in my bio link on Instagram. Okay, let's get to my conversation with Benjamin. All right, Benjamin, how are you? I'm so excited to talk to you. What's going on? I'm doing very well. I'm so excited to be on the Dating Intentionally pod and have this conversation with you. Yes, we've been like Insta friends for a minute. <laughs> I, yes. I, I don't know if I discovered you on TikTok or Instagram, but when I first saw your like so niche content about flirting, mm-hmm. I knew I had to have you on the podcast. So thank you for mm-hmm. being here. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when we first got connected, it was it was on Instagram and you shout me out in your stories. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So to kick things off, I do have a question for you. It's a hinge prompt. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. The prompt is I get myself out of a funk by Mm, some type of movement. So it's going to be, I don't know, am I going for a walk? Am I doing some yoga? Am I like jumping in the kitchen? Or I just need to like dance it out. It's going to be, yeah, as like the the typical kind of overthinker, overanalyzer of things. I need to move that energy. So some type of movement. Love it. That's such a great tip. I feel like I feel like the answer is usually more movement or more water. Mm-hmm. It's like those, those yeah. are the two. <laughs> <laughs> or am I dehydrated? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. 
I noticed in your bio, you say you're a shy guy putting yourself out there. Mm. But what was the moment that you knew you wanted to start putting yourself out there more? Oh my gosh. Um, really a culmination of just so many moments where I always felt like I had a whole career before going into coaching. I was a city planner for over 10 years. That's what I went to school for. And I always, I loved that career. And I feel like planning could come back into my life at some point in some way in the future. But I always knew there was just something not necessarily greater, but something more, something different for me. And what that was, I could have never imagined it was going <laughs> to be this. But I just started this process of getting to know myself more. And when I quit my job and started my coaching business, it just became a big experiment and just trying lots of new things and putting myself out there and creating content. And it was terrifying and it was scary. And like, I I've kind of have a no delete policy. So if you wanted to scroll all the way back, like a couple years at this point, you would see some of the first videos I was posting, some of the first pieces of content, and you would be like, what? Like, how did you get here today? And I <laughs> think it's amazing. like just this cool sort of experiment, really, to see how I've sort of just evolved and grown. So it's really all these moments that have just come together, but a deep inner knowing that I just I want to connect with people. Yes. And we, we love an experiment. Look, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that low stakes, like, let's just see what happens vibe mm -hmm. is such a healthy and just like positive vibe to go into things mm -hmm. with. Wait, how many years have you had your account? Because I feel like when I saw you, it was like, oh, this guy just popped up out of nowhere. You know, A couple years. Wow. Amazing. It's been around for a couple years and it grew very, very slowly at first, you know, like a trickle here and there, gain a few, lose a few. Yeah. But it wasn't until I, until I started talking about flirting that, I mean, then my just real passion came out and I was able to be more creative and really connect with people in a new way. So that's when it took off. What was the moment where I don't I don't know what you were talking about before, but what was like the moment of like, oh, I need to help people with flirting specifically? Mm -hmm. Like what was that moment? It was and maybe you've had this experience too, and and just building and growing your coaching business where in creating content, it's it's one of the most satisfying parts of doing this and sometimes the most difficult. And initially when I would be creating content, um, you know, I'd be talking about perhaps mindset or how I made a career change or health and nutrition. It was like pulling teeth just to create like a quote for a Instagram story, right? Like I would just stare at my computer screen forever and come up with kind of not a great idea, but I would try. And then just through this process of, process of experimentation, I made a video on flirt talk about flirting, just like a trending sound, very, you know, a few seconds. And for the first time, I got some of those comments that were like, right? I connect to this. I relate to this. Like I see myself in this message. And when you start to receive feedback like that as a coach, it's like, and just a business owner and you're putting yourself out there, it's the best feeling. So I was yes. like, oh my gosh, could flirting be it? Is this really it? Yeah. And yeah. so I just did like <laughs> tuned everything out, pulled out a notebook and for the first time ever filled up pages of ideas. That's just how you know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It flowed out of me effortlessly. I'm still referencing like this source of ideas, this list of ideas over a year later. Amazing. And yeah, that was the moment. I'm really glad you're not a city planner anymore. I'm sorry. Me too. But you also, you're a coach, but you also dabble in Trader Joe's, right? This is, <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay. So I need to get your thoughts on this and maybe I'm wrong, but is there 
is there a stereotype that like Trader Joe's employees are especially friendly and flirty? Is that like part of, mm -hmm. is that part of it for you? Yes, but this is this is the truth of the matter. So yeah, okay. I work um, I work part time at Trader Joe's. I also teach yoga. Like those are my gigs. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with the Trader Joe's employee and like this is going and or crew member rather, and this will come yes. out in your interview. It's like when we see someone and they're sort of wandering around the store, they're looking for a product on the shelves. We're not just like, oh, they'll figure it out. Like, uh, good luck. It's no. What are you looking for? How can I help? Do we have it? Is it out of stock? Is it mm -hmm. coming back? Do we have a substitution? Right. What do you need this? for it's that above and beyond experience just looking to be helpful and right. so that's just the natural energy that a lot of crew members have and sometimes that translates into being a little flirty <laughs> like, well, there's like always a little bit of tension at the checkout like, a bit, yeah. <laughs> okay okay i just wanted to hear your take on that um it's true mm -hmm. okay i obviously did a deep dive into your stuff and i found your flirting guide which mm -hmm. is i signed up for it okay so i really love what you share and i'm just gonna read this you read yourself back to you, but for everyone listening, um, mm -hmm. I love this. Recognizing your flirt style allows you to gain insight into your natural tendencies and strengths when it comes to flirting. By understanding your preferred style, you embrace it authentically and use it to your advantage. The self-awareness boosts your confidence and you feel more aligned with your authentic self in the flirt. I love. Mm. I just love this because I think this is, the we're going to talk about this more, but like, I think people feel awkward because they think they're supposed mm. to flirt in a certain way, but they're not paying attention to their authentic, uh, like, flirt style can you yeah. guess what mine was oh your flirt style four. i'm going to playful yes yeah <laughs> yep. definitely I, I i was leaning towards sincere at first then i was like now as we're having this conversation i've gotten to know you a little bit more it's playful yeah yes no i'm how would i read that i was like yes that is so me mm -hmm. uh, i i love it so can you can we can you talk a little bit more about the four styles of flirting which are playful sincere traditional and physical like how did where does this come into play? Yeah, so this um this totally comes from like a full on research study that was done at the University of Kansas, and so I right like a whole <laughs> this was a whole like actual there was a methodology. There's research to back this up, but I've really adapted it um and condensed it somewhat into these four main styles to really help people just with their own self awareness around flirting and ultimately how they make a connection and showing up authentically and just ultimately really being your self in the flirt. Um, cause as a shy guy and someone that is more introverted and definitely has social anxiety, like done a lot of work up on it. It's still there, but I always felt like you're going into a flirt or a first date or something like that. You're matching on a dating app and it's like, it can be a little bit performative. Sometimes you want to make the best first impression. You're getting tripped up on saying the just right thing and you want to be seen a specific way. Well, at least that was true for me. Well, eventually like you can't keep that up or you're on a dating app and you're going to meet. So mm -hmm. how can you just be more authentic from the start and just be yourself and flirt in a way that feels natural to you? And in doing so, there's going to be a lot less resistance in the process of flirting and making a connection. And so that's what the flirt styles is ultimately all about, knowing that it's it's also not this rigid framework where like you're only playful or you're only sincere. You really have a mix and a hybrid of all of them. Mm -hmm. You just tend to gravitate more towards towards one more naturally than probably the others. Do you think this is kind of like love languages where you, if like mm -hmm. I'm a playful flirt and my partner is a sincere flirt, like should I try to flirt more sincerely 
to, so that like they can, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Somewhat. Maybe, it's maybe just I'm overthinking it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's something to be aware of. And ultimately it's, it's sort of looking at it even beyond love languages. The flirt is so much about how you like to give and receive attention, how you like to right. share energy. And so, yeah, if you're dating someone, if your partner ha- is more of sort of that sincere style flirt, well, maybe it's going to be words of affirmation. Maybe it's going to be kind of that quality time, right? Mm-hmm. Shared experiences, creating memories rather than inside jokes, being playful, like pranks, jokes, stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah I think you can definitely be hopeful. Okay. I love it. I highly recommend people take the quiz. It's in your <laughs> bio link on Instagram, which you are yeah. at. What is your at at Benjamin Cameras, both um TikTok and, okay. and Instagram. And yeah, and the flirt styles quiz totally free. Yeah. Take it. You get a whole confidence guide, flirt styles guide that comes along with it. Um, yeah, it was fun to create that. Yes, it, I like the quiz. So, okay, one of the most memorable parts of your content to me is that you open with I'm a gay Libra. <laughs> it's probably the first thing someone will know about you. And I wish, honestly, like I wish I could walk around with a name tag that's like, I'm a bi Gemini. Like, I don't yeah. know why that would just, like, anyway. So my question is, like, do you think your advice pretty much applies to all daters, like, no matter their sexual orientation? If not, like, what are some key differences in queer dating that you've discovered? I would say... Okay, so the I, I'm very much speaking to the he's, the she's, the, the they's that are specifically flirting and dating with guys or flirting with and dating guys. Okay, um, and that's, got it. Yeah, that's very much how I like to structure a lot of my content, um, positioning myself as a gay Libra. <laughs> so like a part of the like the rainbow squad here. Um, and for me, it has to be that because I've never dated women. Right. Um, I've never okay, flirted so with fair. women romantically and it is going to be different. Um, and so I do touch on heteronormative dating a lot. I know a lot of the flirties um, identify as straight or perhaps are even figure them, figuring themselves out. But even within that framework of, of sort of traditional heteronormative dating, I like to break up the stereotypes and frame things a little bit differently so that the language I use can be inclusive. And it's about the mutual chase, the mutual effort, right? Intention and consistency and reliability and shared values, right? And all those things, mm-hmm. which I think are universal to all daters. Um, but I also know it's not going to appeal to everyone. And that's okay. If you're kind of wrapped up in that true, and I'm so glad you made a post on this and episode recently on like the masculine and feminine energy, right? Right. If you're really locked in to those archetypes and you can only date in those ways, well, I'm not going to be for you because that's not the narrative that I really believe in. I love it. Okay. I love that you've like positioned yourself like this is for flirting with men, no matter how you identify. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm really glad I asked you because, like, just because you're a guy talking about this and mm-hmm. we have different sexual orientations does not mean that there's value here. Like, I like what you said about energy. Like, flirting is really just about sharing mm-hmm. energy. And mm-hmm. as someone who has flirted with women before, I do think that your advice applies to it's like universal in a lot of ways for flirting. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I try and keep that part more universal flirting as that mm-hmm. it really is it always about the connection. And so like working through that in different ways and how to build the connection. And then when it starts to go into the realm of more romantic flirting, right? Dating, first kiss kind of thing. Yeah, it's going to be a, a little bit different at that point. A hundred percent. Okay, so I asked the dating intentionally community what they mm-hmm. need help with from you. And there were two really common questions that came up. The first one did okay. not surprise me, but the second one really did. And we'll get to that later. Okay. Let's okay. start with the first one. And this is more of a struggle than a question, but I'd love to hear mm-hmm. you address this. I don't even know where to start with flirting. <laughs> help. 
great question. <laughs> and we've we've touched on it a little bit thus far. It's just really starting to see the flirt as that giving and receiving of energy and attention. It's really about that shared experience and allowing someone to see who you are in that moment, just showing up as how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and then just looking to make that point of connection. And so in that way, it's like, I know, like, especially if you see someone that's you find as super attractive or like super cute, and then you start to get nervous and in your head and like your heart's racing and all that stuff. It's like, okay, like take a breath, like let's <laughs> calm it down just a little bit. Because at that point, you're starting to work yourself out of the out of the flirt, your future pacing. And you're like focused now on the expectation of, I want them to like me. I want to make a good impression. I want to get their number or trade information in some way. Okay. Let's, you don't even know if you like them yet. <laughs> One of they my favorite things to say is like, in my yeah. head, it's like, like, they're just a boy. Like he's exactly. Just, he's they're, just a boy. Like, <laughs> I do that. I yeah. say dude. I say they're just, yeah. he's just a just dude. Just a dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. So go into it um, to the best of your ability. It really comes over time with practice. But going into the flirt with no expectations, no attachment to outcomes or results you're looking towards, just staying in the present moment and looking to make that connection a great place to start. I talk about micro flirting a lot. And so when okay, you're wait, what's, out, what's that? <laughs> yeah. So when you're out running errands, let's say you're at the grocery store, you're stopping by Trader Joe's to get some <laughs> to get some food. Um, can you make an observation on what someone has in their cart? You see, maybe they're making tacos for dinner. You sort of catch their eye a little bit, some nonverbal body language is at play. And you're like, Hey, like I, what's going on for dinner tonight? It looks like it's going to be really good, right? You're not asking something super personal or like super invasive. And maybe the person isn't open to having that in the moment conversation. That's okay. But just starting to make that connection. And so in that specific example, is that a true flirt? Well, if it has all the elements of the flirt, then it is. It, it totally. Um, I mean, I think Trader Joe's is a great place to practice this because people yeah. like talking about Trader Joe's products. When I'm in front of the sour gummies that are always out of stock. Um, I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if anyone's next to me, I'll be like, you need to try these. You know, it just uh -huh. it is, and it could be flirty if it's someone that I think is cute or it could just be like friendly. And there sure. is a fine line, I think, for sure. But like, how can we take take it from friendly to flirty? So from flirt from friendly to flirty, you really have to play with the physical dimension of the flirt. So like I break down that the flirt has five dimensions, the physical, the intellectual, the emotion, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual. So you're going to play with all those dimensions as you're starting to date someone and build that more romantic connection towards perhaps a relationship or partnership. But like specific to this, to take it from friendly to flirty, there has to be some of that physical chemistry, attraction, some spark around that alignment of, oh, we both think each other are like hot, cute, handsome, beautiful, whatever, yeah. all those things that takes it out of the friend zone. That's really interesting. I, I'm thinking of interactions I've had like in the wild and I love flirting. Mm -hmm. That's why I love your content because also I just love flirting. <laughs> In my experience, it's like maybe someone won't notice me at all until I talk to them in a flirty tone and then they might respond in a flirtatious way or yeah. not. But it's like mm -hmm. sometimes I guess I'm saying like I guess in some scenarios you don't always wait for that initial eye contact because they may not yeah. have even seen you, um, which yeah. is 
fine. Also, I want to say like to just listeners to embrace the awkwardness because sometimes I, I'll be in a yes. store and say something to someone that they do not hear at all. And they yeah. just don't even acknowledge my existence and they just didn't hear it. And it's awkward. I'm like, okay, they just didn't hear me. <laughs> it's it's so important. And that's in one way I hope the flirt styles will help is I'm because I'm also a playful flirt and like perhaps no surprise, like silly, goofy, definitely awkward. I like th that's how I flirt. And so yeah. I'm not going to come in with sort of like, you know, trying to be the physical flirt, which is not me or really the traditional flirt. Mm -hmm. I play with that hybrid of playful and sincere. Yes. I mean, you're a pro and I'm, I really, <laughs> I'm loving your advice. This is so good. There are some other questions that came up here. Do you think that in an early dating situation or even like pre, you're not even on a date yet. Do you mm -hmm. think too much flirting could be a little love bomby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if you've matched on an app, right? You haven't had that first date yet. Yeah, flirting can definitely go into the territory of love of love bombing when you're just like giving right texting them the first thing you wake up right before you go to bed all day. It's like compliment this, compliment that. You're just sort of, and it can come from a place of sometimes like, and I've done this in the past too with love bombing for sure. It's like, I, I feel like I really have to make it known that I like this person or that I really care about mm. them. And so it's coming from a place of sincerity mm -hmm. where I just feel like I have to try that hard to really convey how much they mean to me. But in the early stages of dating, it's like, take a breath, right? Slow it down a little bit. There's truly no rush. Like you cannot rush the connection. You cannot rush the evolution of love and really getting to know someone. So use the flirt to your advantage. Um, like one of the aspects of the flirt is, is the T of the flirt. And that's tension. It's excitement. Mm -hmm. It's momentum. It's anticipation. So in that way, it's not about playing games and withholding yourself and like being unavailable, kind of like the cool girl that I've heard you talk about some yeah. before too. It's be intentional about your flirting um, and use it to build that excitement towards a first date. Like you're working right. up to a first kiss or something like that. When it gets in the love bomb territory is when if you or they are trying to use the flirt to get the other person to like them it's like yes. you're and that's when it's again not intentionally manipulative mm -hmm. but a little bit mm -hmm. yeah a little bit yeah yeah you might not realize you're doing it and that's fine like just you know the awareness if it keeps happening where you keep like going over the top and they keep like kind yeah. of withdrawing because you're, do you're doing a little too much you know it's yeah that's a sign yeah and this other aspect of of love bombing that i've talked about some i think it's so interesting is the guys that will use love bombing as a distraction Right. Oh, like they're not actually able to make that deeper connection with you. And so to avoid talking about themselves or really asking you some of those deeper, meaningful questions, it's just love bomb, attention. Right. right? I like you. Compliments, and it's, you flirting. Sort of get, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You get I've distracted enough by that that you're like, oh, well, but it feels good. Right. The attention might feel really good. Yeah. Someone did ask a question about that. Like, hold on, let me find it. You answered it, but it's like, if someone's really good at flirting, it can make mm. us miss red flags. Yeah. So what do we do in that situation? So one thing that, that can help is looking at the five Ds of the flirt, the five dimensions of the flirt. And so if someone is flirting with you, let's say in the physical dimension, and all they're doing is showering you with compliments about how attractive you are, or how much they like your style or your look or something like that, if they are only flirting you with you in the physical dimension, well, the flirt is five dimensional. So it's like right. at that point, it's that's all they're able to do. They're not actually looking to make that deeper connection. And so just having that awareness around how 
how someone is flirting with you is going to be really helpful to see what parts of the flirt are not there. If it's all compliments, that's one dimensional flirting and you deserve all five D's. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. No, I always say zoom out, right? Like zoom out and look at the whole picture. Okay. I want to go back to like the grocery store scenario or the bar scenario, just the public kind of what are some telltale signs that someone is flirting with you? Because I feel like a lot of people miss a flirt. Mm, it's it's oftentimes going to start with the nonverbal body language of it all. Um, even if someone is kind of a little bit more closed off, like shoulders rounded, hunched a little bit, arms crossed, it's going to come across in their facial expressions, um, in their eyes, in their smile. Like um, the, the flirt double take is a big one. It's that process of someone making eye eye contact with you, then looking away, glancing down, they're kind of now bashful, but then they're sort of looking back up and they're trying to catch your eye, but maybe in a way where you're not going to see them because they're feeling shy about it. Another great way is if you do get into the conversation, their tone of voice, Mm. is it sort of very playful and flirty or do they go kind of more high pitch sometimes? Do they maybe talk a little bit more soft, like kind of they're a little bit shy. So when you, and everyone's going to present a different style, but it's the comb. It's not about looking at one thing specifically, but the combination of all these things, how is someone really acting around you? And then what are they talking about? Are they right. asking you anything? Yeah. Yeah. Personal questions, I think, especially mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're meeting a stranger in the wild, it's like a pretty, at least as a sign they want to like, they, they're interested in your life, but yeah. maybe even on a friend level. But yeah, I think repeated eye contact is probably like the a core one that yes. everyone should pay attention to. If someone's looking at you, it's like, no, it's not because you have anything on your face, probably because they yeah. like your face. Like, yeah. you know, it's, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've, I've talked about this some, and like, this is going to be specific for guys, but if a guy is doing some preening, so he's all of a sudden fixing his hair a little bit or smoothing out like his mustache or he's fixing his collar. Okay. Like he's adjusting himself to be more presentable to you. If he also does this thing where he is trying to appear bigger. So he's leaning up against the wall or a door frame. He's now trying to appear taller. Is he maybe putting his hands in his back pocket, puffing out his chest? He wants to appear more masculine and strong for you. <laughs> so you're literally describing everything my fiance did on our third oh date. Like the yeah. leaning against the wall, the pants in the back pockets. But it worked on me. <laughs> you know, he says he it's, doesn't know how to flirt. Whatever. I that, think. Oh, it sounds yeah. like he does. No, I don't think you, it's just programmed into you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah our body definitely. language is not something we're like, now move my hand here. Like, you're not right. speaking about it like that, you know? So, yeah, a lot but, of it is definitely subconscious for sure. Maybe aware of it, maybe not. But that's something guys will, yeah, even subconsciously do and make themselves appear just bigger, stronger, yeah. faster, right? They're trying to impress you. Love it. Okay. So on that note, there was another question came in. It's like, do you think there are anything that, that women or anyone who's trying to flirt with men mm-hmm. do that would make a guy roll his eyes? Or like, they're just like, uh, you know, like, no. <laughs> Mm. I know everyone's different, uh, but maybe there's like, yeah, the equivalent's like pickup lines, right? For women, it's just like, uh, like really, <laughs> you know? That's a good one. I think, yeah, it's definitely going to be different for everyone, but I'll, I'll answer that with like a way guys don't usually get flirted with that they really like is 
just, I mean, we're guys after all, and we like to have utility. We like to feel useful. We like to feel helpful. And so a way to flirt with a guy that isn't necessarily thought of right away is not going for the compliment, especially if this is someone that may you perceive as being used to compliments, mm -hmm. but asking a question specifically about a skill they have, or are they like doing something like you're out in the wild? I don't know. You're at Home Depot and they're like buying wood and nails and screws and stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Not someplace I usually go, but <laughs> you ask them a question that they could then start to make that connection with you on. And then it gives them a usefulness. They right. feel like they have helped you in some way, whether you need their help or not. And can I tell you, doesn't matter. can I tell you like one of yeah. my favorite moves I used to do? I used mm -hmm. to go to the bouldering gym where it's a great place to, you know, obviously exercise, meet friends and meet guys like hot mm -hmm. guys go bouldering. So I would be like, oh my God, I can't figure out this route. Like, can you show me? And like, you yes. know, no one ever said no. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Men, women, Perfect. no one yes. ever said no. Like to that. That is fantastic. Yeah. And it's a great way yeah. to just even just to make a friend, right? It's not like I'm yeah. trying to like go in and like be weird. Okay, one guy, I will never forget this, did have a line for me that kind of worked on me because I don't know, it just did. We were messaging on Tinder and he mm -hmm. was like, I feel like we made out once in a bar on the Lower East Side. I'm from New York. In my head, I'm like, that could have happened. And I was like, did we? <laughs> you know? and he did not. Like, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think he was ever near New York, but that totally worked out me as a flirt one, that was one time. So there are some things yeah. you can probably do. Maybe that as you practice, you get more comfortable doing like asking for mm -hmm. help or like, can you show me how to do this? Even it's like how to use an app on your phone. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can literally be anything. The bouldering yeah. gym, that's such a good example. And then just always coming back to what the flirt is. And if someone is perhaps not ready to answer that question or not able to help you, or like maybe they do and then nothing comes after that. It could just be you met then and there and you don't see them again. Right. That's okay too. Yeah, like it's, it's, But it's yeah, a muscle. It's, okay. it's, it's the muscle because yes. every time you do it, even if nothing happens, you just get more comfortable and then the nerves yes. start to go away that's exactly okay it. so this is the second common question that came up and okay. i was really surprised by this <laughs> i mean i'm probably surprised by this because i work i've been working at home by myself since 2016 but mm. let's talk about flirting in the workplace mm. is flirting with coworkers at work okay what's the deal here <laughs> yes I have answered this before and I love a work flirt. I mean, when I was in the office, what was getting me through the day? Uh, who am I flirting with? <laughs> oh my God. But I have to be careful. Like if it's a lateral flirt. So in the workplace, someone at your same level, more or less. But if this is like more of a hierarchical tile type of flirt, like you're a supervisor dating with someone you manage or vice versa. Well, that's when it gets tricky because there's a lot of power dynamics at play there and it cannot work out well for you, well for you in the workplace if that gets out. And then it's like, oh, is this person getting preferential treatment? Like you're going to perhaps be looked at in a not so great light. And so that style of flirting, dating in the workplace, not a fan of, but a lateral flirt, yes, okay, absolutely. What if it's um you are flirting with someone who is above you but in a different department and you don't work together? It's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna depend. Okay. I think th that could work if you're not mixing and mingling like true like working together. Like you don't report to them at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. I mean, yeah, I've only I only worked in an office for like the first like two years of my career, mm -hmm. and then I started working for myself. And yeah, there there was definitely a lot of lateral flirting happening, and the flirting yeah. that came down from I had two guy bosses that was icky 
is so disgusting to me. Yeah. I was like, really? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like stop. <laughs> it, yeah, no. yeah. Being 22 at an office at a talent <sighs> agency, no, <laughs> do not recommend. You, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you saw a lot of things. Way too much. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about flirting with friends? Let's say like you have a friend you're interested in romantically or sexually. What is your suggestion for starting to flirt and see how that goes? So one place to start is getting some intentional one-on-one -on -one time. So like if you're only hanging out in your friend group or you're on a group chat or something, or it's someone you see kind of every now and then just in passing, like that one person, sort of a like acquaintance style of friend that you see at parties on occasion. Well, not waiting for those moments to flirt. If you're truly interested in someone, at least get them out of that friend group dynamic and allow yourself just to have some one-on-one -on -one time together. And you don't have to phrase it as like, do you want to go on a date with me? Mm -hmm. But it's like, hey, I'd love to check out this new restaurant or would you be up for grabbing coffee with me sometime? So kind of phrasing it more as a casual hangout because you don't know, like maybe you don't want to ask them out on a date or you don't want to jump right there, especially if this is someone that you're perhaps friends with. But getting some of that one-on-one -on -one time together outside of the dynamics of your friend group is going to be a great way just to explore that connection between the two of you. Or you might find out, I just like being friends with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Possible. You don't really have a lot to lose by that. That's advice I actually have given to people who are like lateral flirting at work. It's like try mm -hmm. to get them hang out maybe like a little bit after everyone goes yeah. home at, at happy hour, yeah. right? Like just like hang out at the bar and you don't yes. have, it's not a date. It's just like one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. That's yeah. great advice. And, and this also just, this popped just in my head. Like I've heard, or I kind of sense like sometimes guys aren't great at picking up hints. Mm -hmm. Is like, do you have to go hard with flirting for a guy to notice you're flirting with them? Like, talk to me about this. Yes and no. It's going to really, really depend. I'm pretty in tune with the flirt. So not all the time am I going to pick up on it. But yeah. for the most part, yeah, like I'm going to be going to be aware of it. But there are some times like this happened to me. I was at my shift yesterday and it kind of hit me after a shift as I got home. I was like, oh, my God, this customer said something to me that was actually quite flirty. And I just treated it like, oh, let me show you where this product is kind of thing. Like very business-like missed yeah. opportunity, perhaps. They'll be back. Sometimes, they'll be back. yeah, they'll be back. <laughs> sometimes in the moment, um, we don't always get it. But I want to answer this this question by mentioning neurodivergence, and right. I know there's a lot of it's getting more and more awareness, and there's a lot of neurodivergent flirties um, on Flirtstagram and Flirt Talk, and yes, like some you have to be very direct oftentimes with someone who is neurodivergent. So if like you're, you find yourself flirting with someone with a guy and like you're dropping all the hints and clues and they're just maybe not picking up on it. Well, there could be more to the story than meets the eye. And so not making assumptions of, oh, they're not interested. Oh, they're not, they're not like me. Oh, I'm a bad flirt. Right. Get out of your head and into the flirt, out of your head and into the heart is mm -hmm. what I say and start to feel your way through the experience. And if you're unclear and want clarity, asking some questions. Like it's possible they're, they're not seeing the flirt. Right. One of the forms of flirting that was not in your four like mm -hmm. types of flirting is what I would call the bulldozer, which is what I would say <laughs> my style is because I'm yeah. really direct. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. Like in high school, college, if I saw someone I like, they would mm -hmm. know within five seconds, like the mm -hmm. meaning <laughs> that yeah. it didn't land for everyone. Not everyone was into my directness, but it, I would say most of the time it worked, especially for mm -hmm. women talking to men because mm -hmm. guys don't get complimented a lot. You know, they love when a, when a woman uh, is the first person to make a move, like whether that's like talking yeah. or whatever. So it usually worked to my advantage. 
I got to add that to the flirt styles quiz, the bolt. <laughs> Sir. Careful though. <laughs> right. you know, but because you, obviously you do want to be able to have that awareness and read the room. And if someone is yes. not picking up what you're putting down, like, yeah, you have to step back and that's okay. So that's the danger of the bulldozer. And I fortunately have that skill of like, okay, they're not feeling it. Cool. You know, turn down the heat. Here. But it's, it's an option. And yeah, yeah listening to this, that might be the first time, right? You're listening to this episode and you're like, huh. I'm going to try that style next time and just give it a whirl. It may right. work out very well for you. So I have a listener question for you um, okay. that I selected. I'd love to hear your take. This is more of a dating question. I am a female age 60, been out with a male age 61 twice. Second date after dinner, we went back to my house and watched Netflix. Things got heated, but we didn't have sex. He totally mm -hmm. understood that I didn't want to. We were mm -hmm. supposed to get together the next day at his house to watch football. But after he left, he texted and said we should wait because he's afraid if we are at his house, things would get heated again. And he wanted to respect my boundaries. We have texted and talked just a few times since. But every time I suggest getting together again, he has an excuse. I feel like he's just mm. doing this enough to drag me along. I guess it's breadcrumbing. Just when I think I won't hear from him again, he'll text. Do I need to move move on? That's a good question. Okay. There's, I feel like there's a couple, do you want me yeah. to go answer it? Yeah. 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 I, want, okay. I, want, I want your take on this. Okay. I feel like there's a couple things happening here. If first is like, if there's not that next date, right. Is there going to be that next, that next like hangout date, whatever you want to call it. Like when is the next time you're spending time together in person and someone is going to have to initiate, make that first move and start getting that ball rolling on planning a date. If there is no future date planned, no other time that you're going to be together in person, then what is the point? Now you just mm -hmm. are in a textuationship, you're checking in and it's definitely a breadcrumbing kind of situation, completely unfulfilling for both of you and not sustainable. And I don't want to make assumptions, but that when things start to get a little bit heated, that sounds like it changed the dynamics um, mm. completely. And I feel like there's more to the story there that the guy in the situation is not revealing. Um, I feel like... Okay. Something, something is there. He is maybe not comfortable about being physical or there's some type of hang up there around getting physical. Well, it sounds like she set the boundary. Like, I don't have sex yet. Yeah, that's for him. Like, why did that freak him out? Or why right, is he scared right. now? Why is he holding back? It could just be the matter of, a matter of having a conversation about it. So you can right. both move on and be on the same page. But yeah, this sort of back and forth, just texting, that's no one wants that. Yeah, I agree. Clear the air. Get a date yeah. on the books. I, yeah. I read this as like boundaries are really healthy. And I'm like, I commend this woman for having them and, and yes. enforcing them. But yes. I think sometimes they can be taken by the other person as a rejection. Even if they respect the boundary and get it on some level, it is kind of feels like a rejection emotionally. Yeah. And I think he's overcorrecting by pulling back a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I think that she needs to now step in and like arrange a date basically to show that she's still interested after this like mini pseudo rejection. That, that would be I, my advice. I definitely agree with that. Just, yeah, the perspective on this as well. He could have he could have read that as a rejection, which is yeah, a boundary is is not that she wasn't saying no yeah. forever. But it feels <laughs> like it is. If, if I even know, it's, not, it's, it's like it, it can it feel that. Okay, I have two more quick questions for you. What do you want to see more of in dating culture? More of in dating culture, I want to see kind of this gravitation towards in person events like I feel like it's sort of 
you're on the apps or you're on your own in real life. So I don't know if it's going to be something around speed dating or mixer events or social events, but I feel like there's this gap where you're either online or you're sort of just with your friend group at a bar or a club or a mm -hmm. party or something like that. Well, where is that space for perhaps a single like me that is more introverted and just wants to be sort of meet someone one-on-one -on -one in a space where I know other people are also single or looking to date or open to being in a relationship. So I'd like to see something there um, that isn't just in New York and LA or Miami. Like there are single daters everywhere. Um, and so I hope to be hope to be a part of that. Yes. And what, what do you want to see less of in dating culture? All of the rules, <laughs> yes. all of the, I mean, frameworks, guidelines, sort of best practices, so like tips for self-awareness, amazing. But when you feel like you have to date this way and not that way, and this is bad and this is wrong and this yeah. is right. It's just like, if you're already anxious and overthinking it, this is just going to make it even worse. All the I agree. It, we want rules because it's like, yeah. kind of like we like just to not have yeah. to think about it. It's like, okay, well, I'm supposed yeah. to do this, but no. And then matters of the heart. No, no rules. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay, Benjamin, this has been mm -hmm. so insightful. Like, I'm so excited for people to listen to this and get their flirt on. Where can we find you in the flirtiverse? <laughs> yeah, in the flirtiverse. I'm totally going to use that. I would love to see uh, you all part of the flirt community, the flirt fam uh, on Flirt Talk and Flirtstagram. That's TikTok and Instagram <laughs> at Benjamin Cameras. Yeah, joining the community of flirties over there, um, yes. posting content. All the time, Flirt Friday on Instagram every Friday. And you Friday, bring it every day. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's, yeah. So do you, though. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. No, but you really bring it every day. The energy. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Benjamin. I appreciate you. And hopefully we'll do this again soon. That would be amazing. So appreciate you, too. And yeah, we'll continue to be a fan and share your content. And just really appreciate you providing this space today. This was wonderful. I hope you love this conversation with Benjamin as much as I did. My biggest takeaway from this was how powerful flirting can be to build on connections in early dating or even when you're just meeting someone for the first time. How you give someone attention provides so much information to them, even if you're just communicating with your body language and eye contact. I hope this episode gives you some confidence to get out and flirt. Try some micro flirtations when you're running errands. See how it feels. Get in the hang of it. You have nothing to lose. I love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally and let me know what you thought of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you, I'd love it if you shared this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your dating journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally and I'll catch you next time. 